Hey, this is the Hard Truth Tony Schaefer. Powered by Six Hour, never settle. I had a choice of what I carried in combat. I always carry the best. The best is Six Hour, never settle. You should carry Six Hour. We're on the America Out Loud talk radio network. Also available on the America Out Loud podcast network. Check us out. Project Sentinel, projectsentinel.net and .com. And the London Center for Policy Research, LondonCenter.org, and every known social media site in the universe, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We're joined by my friend, and I do mean friend, Buck Sexton today. Buck is the co-host of the Clay Travis Buck Sexton Show. I listen to it as I'm taking uh, uh, doing errands in my hometown here in Edenton, and uh, he's also the host of... Um, Something called the Buck Sexton Show. I wonder what that's about. Anyway, <laughs> Buck Sexton hey, is here with us. Hey, Buck. Buck was a previously served as CIA officer at the Counterterrorism Center and Office of Iraq Analysis. He completed tours of duty as intelligence officer in Iraq and Afghanistan, as did I in Afghanistan, not Iraq, and led uh, senior officials, uh, briefing officials to, uh, to include a briefing uh, George W. Bush, uh, Dick Cheney, and et cetera regarding that. Worked also with the NYPD Counterterrorism Division, uh, Intelligence Division, and which I still work with them. I am actually uh, on the uh, NYPD's Extended Counterterrorism Task Force, representing Stafford County, Virginia. Dave Decatur and his as his Homeland Security Advisor. So anyway, Buck, uh, I always appreciate the fact that you and I have had parallel backgrounds, and welcome to the Hard Truth. Thank you, sir. We've been friends now for many years. We've been out shooting together. Yeah. We'd be proud to know. Um, I'm honored to even be on, first of all, your show, but also with some of your phenomenal sponsors. I have here, my everyday carry is my 365, uh, oh. my Stig 365, which is right next to me as I'm doing the show in the safe next to uh, my staccato. So uh, those That's are great. my, yeah, those are my one and two right there. You're the you're the third guy to talk about the 365 being their uh, daily carry, and I I, I carry both. Uh, I've got just for the audience to see. You know, I I actually carry the 220. I have the customs 220 oh, uh, 45. Okay. I like 45. I started with a 45. Yeah, I didn't get to shoot as many people with a 45 as I would have liked to. Just saying, if I shot people, I'm not saying I shot people, but if I did, I would have preferred to use the 20 the 45 over the nine. But you know, I carry both. And, and the 365 is very popular with me. So, and, 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 you know, we had a great time that one time down in, in Arlington, yeah. you know, did you know, Buck, that they sold that range to the County and that's no longer a private facility that where we shot that one time with the, the big guns and everything it's gone. Oh, that's a, that's a, that was a great range. We had a great range. Down. Oh my God. Yeah. I don't want to say the name because I don't want to get in trouble. Anyway, it was a great place, but uh six hour is our sponsor. You know, you're, you're close enough that next time we're up there, we should probably show up up there. The six-hour experience center, I don't know if you've been there, but it is to die for, so to speak. Not that I'm saying people die there. I'm not. But I'm saying that it's a great place to go, and it's got great training. So I think uh, at some point we should look at going up together and doing some stuff up there. Absolutely. So um, I always appreciate uh, Clay Travis and you going through and, and doing a lot of things regarding common sense. And the last time we spoke for your – when I, you interviewed me for your show – we talked about the Green New Deal, green energy, and, and, and all that. And I'd like to kind of focus on that today. But I'd like to start off with um, the issues regarding China. China. Uh, because so much of, of what's going on right now from Janet Yellen. Did you see Janet Yellen over there? She was bouncing like a little leprechaun when she was trying to do the genuflecting. Did you see that video? Uh, it was you need to see it. Oh, Buck. I can't, I can't. I'll, I'll find it. I'll have my it's, team pull it off. Remember, remember, as a kid, they used to have that cereal. Of, what was it with the leprechaun on it? Lucky uh, Charms. Lucky, Lucky Charms. Charms. Yeah, was she awesome. was. Yeah. She was bouncing like the Lucky Charms little guy. You know, kind of bouncing. 
Well, there was there was even uh there was the gummy bears cartoon in yeah. my youth, which was people bouncing around, bouncing here and there and everywhere. They are the gummy bears. So I remember that. <laughs> well, she looks more like a gummy bear than a leprechaun. Just saying, if you're going to compare, that's not what I was thinking. You know what I yeah. mean? They, they yeah. got the gummy bears have a bit of padding. That, that that would be an accurate representation. So you you were correct, sir. You've corrected me, and uh, she looked more like a gummy bear bouncing when when she was genuflecting to the Chinese leadership. But I didn't I see it. I, I do know that uh, the inflation rate that we're always talking about is really not even related to the core inflation that people feel, or I should say, it doesn't represent the core inflation that people feel every day. Right. And I, I mean, I have this theory. I, I'll tell you, I've told this to people that you know, former hedge fund guys who uh, are now retired or, you know, guys who have been in Wall Street a long time. I'm like, it feels to me like the whole system now is just because a real recession. Now, I know we get into the whole two quarters of negative growth under Biden. And was it really a recession? Oh, it wasn't a recession. But there's this, there is such a thing, right? No one's walking around in 2008 when the market was falling off a cliff and saying, well, this isn't a recession, right? So, right. Um, so what they realize is that if you can avoid the political accountability of that moment of recognition, by just just extending out the pain, it's like the economic equivalent of pulling off the band aid so slowly, right? Yeah. You, do you even know what's going on if it's that slow? And that is kind of inflation and and the economic pressures we're under. Their their whole game is to just make sure that nobody realizes. I mean, the inflation that they that they cause by spending the six trillion dollars and then two trillion under Biden. Um, that's why this is all happening, right? It was their stupid policies that led to this in the first place. Well, yeah, and, and what I find most dis disheartening is that the actual legislation, public law, I guess, what is it here? I'm actually trying to look at this right now. Uh, public law uh, 117, I guess for the year, 117-169, the Inflation Reduction Act. Man, what a badly named bill, which is actually just a... Uh, uh, Tootsie Roll, uh, the hard, the, the hard outer uh, crust with the the soft uh, nugget, you know, chocolate center, chocolate center being green energy. This is has nothing to do about inflation. It's about trying to push our economy into this government fixated, focused policy regarding energy. And and Buck, you you and I talk a lot about. Uh, can can I government. can I just throw something in there? Sure, I, please, I don't please. want to divert your question. I just think yeah. this is. Um, I'm, I'm kind of reaching max cynicism these days about about politics and political discourse. Yeah, because everyone says, uh, for example, we all make fun of rightly so. Right. The Inflation Reduction Act. And we're like, oh, it's so stupid. It doesn't even reduce inflation, it doesn't even deal with inflation. What do you say? But the other side sits there and they go, I'm sorry. What's the name of that bill again? Oh, the reflation, uh, the Inflation Reduction Act, the Inflation Reduction it's just the fire hose of falsehood. It's just the repetition of the propaganda. You, right. know, you know what I mean? That it's that simplistic. It's that simple minded. The fact that it doesn't do what it, they say it doesn't matter because for us to talk about it, unless we're going to call it, you know, you know, HR 2729 or something. What do we call it? The name of the bill. Right. What is the bill's name? Oh, you're right. You yeah. know what I mean? It's like, we look at this and see it as just it's a grotesquely dishonest, but they look at it and they say, that's right. Grotesquely dishonest. That's our brand. And so and that's the thing. It's like we actually fall for their misuse of the English language constantly. And I talk about this. all day. And, you know, one of our fellow uh, personalities, Chris Plant, talks about it as well. Chris is on top of this and always talks about oh, it. Chris so, is a sharp guy. I know Chris. Yeah. Yeah. So so but this is the, my point, even in the context of them lying, which they do. 
what 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 element of the Constitution or the amendments give the government any jurisdiction to tell me what kind of car I should drive, what kind of light bulb I should buy, or what right they have to tell me uh, that I should have trees or not have trees in my yard? Is there anything in the Constitution that says that? Well, Tony, I, I think the best answer to your question is actually a question. Yeah. <laughs> What makes you think they care about what's in the Constitution? Excellent. You know? Excellent. You're right. That's, that's where yep. see, we, we yep. keep thinking. We're like running around the field calling out to the reps. In this case, the ref being rule of law, Constitution, right. plain meaning of the English language. And they're just, you know, they're just kicking kicking people from behind in the shins and hitting them with sticks. <laughs> they, they don't give a crap. So right. we, we always are in this position of, of running around saying, oh, but look what they did. And they're just saying, yeah, what does the scoreboard say? Right. Yeah. And they just they have a they have a will to power. It's very straightforward. So yeah, I mean, your point, yeah, of course, it's not in the constitution. But they the moment the constitution. So here, this is um are you do you ever read any sci-fi? Do you like sci-fi? I, do, I love sci-fi. No, I'm a big Star Trek guy. I, Babylon um, Five, Jerry Doyle and I were close friends from Jer- Babylon Five. Dune, I would argue, is a it's not just really good sci-fi. I mean, I would argue it's just brilliant fiction. You know, for what mm-hmm. it is, it's like a modern fiction classic. I thought the movie was pretty good. I have not read the the novel Children of Dune, but I am familiar with this quote. It's a Frank Herbert quote, you know, where he says, um, "When I when when you are stronger than me, I demand freedom because it is according to your principles. When you are weaker than me, I demand obedience because it is according to my principles." That's the Democrat mantra with everything. When, yeah. when they can make you because they have the power, they do it. They don't care. And when they can use our principles, our constitution, our sense of fair play against us, they do. And that's that's true with the climate change stuff. It's true with everything, right? It's well, just- I want to break that down because I think the best thing we can do is, is actually get some context of how badly they're lying to us because they wrap this buck in this idea that we're just trying to help you. Don't you understand? It's like you, you've seen the movie Office Space, right? Uh, the, 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 the two bobs are in there with I've the guy. I've seen it. I could recite it, but keep I going. Could, yeah, it's yeah. like... I'm a people person. Don't you understand? Oh, yeah, that's, that. that's, uh, is that, no, that's not Milton Laddams. That's the other guy. That's, that's, the, that's guy the guy that takes the, the, oh, you, the you, pet you rock. Take, yeah. yeah. You take the, you take the, you take the requirements from the software engineers to the customers. Well, that's Milton Laddams. Uh, no, right. not really. That's my, my secretary does that. Oh, yeah. So, yeah no, this is this what guy. Do you, yeah, sure, what sure, do you yeah. do here exactly? Well, I've got people skills. Don't you understand? <laughs> it's the same thing. It's like, yeah, it's like they don't care. They're going to be as mean as they they can be. I so, mean, I, you know, the, but the climate change, it's just it's reached the point now where everybody the, the science is, is completely irrelevant. Yeah. Well, um, you know, right. I mean, that no, but it really it really is. The people that are is. talking no, is. about the science have no idea. They, they couldn't tell you the temperature at which water boils. I mean, they, they couldn't begin to no. explain even they don't know. They don't know how to spell photosynthesis. Like it, the whole thing is a joke, but they know what the mass delusion is they know what the talking points are right and it's just meant to give people a political allegiance and a sense of purpose right it gives you a sense of uh you know i'm the good person who does the good things to save the planet i mean one of the funniest things i have been and i have like friends who are on the right who have been making fun of me that i am militant about not recycling like i just i i i I will not on the plastic in particular i'm a little i'm a little more you know open to the idea about maybe paper, but even that's actually not good for the environment. But I mean, plastic is a total joke. And, you yeah. know, in New York, you have this thing where you're supposed to be, 
you know, washing out, uh, you know, all of your different. They plastic. just burn it. Putting they up. put it in a big thing and they burn it. They they either burn it or they or send they put it on it train cars reuse. coming south. They they, yeah. they 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 send it to a third world country where they reuse it and then it gets dumped in the ocean. So yeah. the whole thing is preposterous. But the point is not that it saves the planet. The point is that it is like masking during COVID. It is an obedience ritual to a belief system. It's just about belief, right? I mean, you and I know this, but that's why it's almost when we start to look at the graphs, you know, we look at, oh, what is the real data? Like you do this, right? You because I do. I'm, I'm gonna yeah, say go, go, go ahead. I was gonna say, well, look at the graphs, but they just so, doesn't well, no, but I think this is the thing. So I, you know, one of the, I've got a degree in it, as we've talked about, yeah. you know, it's like my frustration is being a credentialed guy as a guy who actually studied this, like everything you're saying is wrong. It's like, no, 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 I've got a degree. Well, it doesn't count because you're a conservative. It's like F y'all, you know? And as to your point, it's like, I'm just tired of them trying to discount my, my informed professional opinion because it goes against their religious uh, doctrine. And again, that, that is what it is. That's why they defend it so vigorously, Buck, is because it, it is, that has replaced religion in their world. The idea is that that we must save the planet. We are all children of the planet. And, and the moment you start questioning their doctrine or old, old Bolt, Boltnick, old uh, John Kerry, you know, John Kerry. Well, you know, I'm too important to have to fly commercial. I've got to fly on my phony, phony baloney uh, excursions on my private jet at promoting, you know, pr pr producing all these these tons of carbon. So. Mm -hmm. Carbon is not the enemy. And this is one of my points. So a little quick trick question. Two, two quick two trick questions for uh -oh. you. First off, how many windmills does it take to produce a Prius? Uh, I don't know. A lot. The answer, the answer is zero because they can't. Yeah, they can't because oh, there you fossil, fossil fuels. <laughs> you can't, you, right, don't uh, you need well, also, you need to, for the batteries in these things now, um, you need what is it? Is it cobalt that they're mining? Oh yeah! In, oh no, in, no! In Africa, in these open pits, Buck, and actually, is, Prigozhin's boys from uh, from um, you know the uh, Wagner Group is just pillaging these African resources. The whole thing, right? I mean, yeah. Am I? Yeah. I, yeah, you're right. Is, so, but no, no, you, you're right. So, cobalt, nickel, carbon, plastic. A lot of plastic. Plastics come from petroleum. It's all carbon-based. So, but get this. I, I didn't even know this because I just was doing research for our conversation. Did you know that in each Toyota Prius, there's one uh, one kilogram of neodymium, N-E-O-D-Y-M-I-U-M, and 22 pounds of lanthium, L-A-N-T-H-A-N-U-M. These things are nasty chemicals that you have to bore way down into the earth to get them. And once you get them, you have to refine them using all sorts of nasty chemicals. Does that sound like someone is worried about the environment if they're destroying the environment to create these these god awful uh, EVs? Again, this is but this is the point. It's I, not we no matter what we can show about the true environmental impact, the true environmental impact of these different policies yeah. never changes because the people who do this aren't ultimately in it for the environmental benefit. But the right? people, but this is the thing, so, but the people who actually follow them are, and this is where it frustrates me because we were talking earlier today with John Casamitidis from your neck of the woods, you know, cats. And it's, it's I, know, I know cats, John Jr. or John Sr.? Sr., Oh, nice, uh, nice. Yeah. So, so John, you know, I, we we're just talking to John and, and, and I'm on their radio show all the time on WABC. So my point is, is that the cats knows 
from experience that, that the left is going to lie about everything. I mean, that's just it is what it is. I mean, the, the, the you know, the, the 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 progressive left. But one of the things I you've got people and, and you, one of our team, Tanya, left the left, so to speak, like many do. You've met Tanya at some point in the past and she used to work for me at the, at the center and she's still part of a radio team. But my point being is that she recognized one day she was being lied to. And that's the thing. So, so, so much of what I think we can do is actually get people who are kind of gettable. It's like, you know, all that nice stuff they say about saving the environment, it's all a lie. And, and this is why. So let me ask you, how many, how many trees, how many trees are there on planet earth? How many trees, trees. are there on planet earth? So let me give you a hint. Maybe this will help you give a perspective on my three acres. There's about a thousand trees. Does that help you? Are there a trillion trees on planet Earth? Close. Wow. You're close. Three trillion. You were, you were off by... Well, uh, you know, at least I'm in the T's with your trillions. You were, like you were in, the, you were in the zone. So, but that's my point. And, 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 and Audubon Society estimates that each tree, conservatively, each tree burns, processes 48 pounds of carbon. So if you multiply 48 pounds times three trillion... It wipes out any issues regarding carbon. It's like we don't have a carbon problem. As a matter of fact, we need more trees so we can actually manufacture more. Well, this is, also, this is also, I think, where, where the it's an important part of the argument that you don't really hear enough. And it's that um, whenever it comes to an issue of, of actual, because what, here's what the libs will say. You know, you know how this game goes, but just for the benefit of the audience to take us yeah, 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 please, yeah. together. They'll say, it's like, oh, conservatives don't care about clean air and clean water. So we have to change CO2 emissions. You go, well, hold on, hold, hold on a second, hold on a second. <laughs> Notice the, the, the change there. That's right, CO, the old bait and CO2 switch. CO2 is yeah. what we breathe out, what plants breathe in. This is a natural thing that's out there. This is not a pollutant. Right. And the moment, and I, I bring this up because one, it's their their argument is dishonest. But if you step back for a second, what you also see is the moment it comes to actual clean water issues, the moment it comes to conservation, whether it's of of animals or you know wetlands or whatever, conservatives, if it's a reasonable position that's really about that, are overwhelmingly supportive of these things right conservatives are actually about conservation you know it's not conservatives like oh let's just tear you know let's get rid of yellowstone national park and let's tear down all that right. no that's not true um when it comes to issues of actually protecting uh you know different species that are you know whether it's bald eagles which are now like pigeons they're everywhere but there was a time when people were really worried about them you know you live in virginia they're bald eagles all over virginia now oh, i live in north um, carolina now but just oh, same, you know, same, just, same just idea right? yeah, I, no, I, mean, I, I i get on my tree i see them on my tree all the time yeah so, i mean yeah. but that's the, you know conservatives go whenever it's actually about conservation and whenever it's actually about clean air and clean water we're on board it's just when they use those things as a means of saying you know, within reason, of course, right? But when they use those things as a means of saying, oh, no, you don't care about dirty water. It's like, I drink the water too. Of course I care about dirty water. Of course. You know, but this is this is why the argument never lines up because they say you don't care about dirty water. We need to stop CO2 emissions. You need to ride a bicycle. What? Is, what? Like, yeah. how does that happen, right? It, it, it just, uh, it's all bait and switch. It's a yeah, non-sequitur. Non-sequitur, yeah. yeah. And that's, that's like, that's what I find frustrating because, I mean, to your point, Buck, I was a Reagan guy in, in college, believe it or not. And I, when I took my, uh, I was like 32 years old. He says he's a Reagan guy. How's it even possible? Look at this. You know? Yeah. Right. Look at Wright state university uh, from, you don't age. Let's be honest, Tony, you don't age. I don't even, you know, you could tell yeah, me, I, 
You could be gotta, an old forty, or you could be a young. You know, I don't even know. But you, you, you. Don't I'm, even... I'm, I'm turning sixty-one in two months. So anyway, damn. So. I want, I want to look like Tony at sixty-one, dude. You C- are, you are holding together well. Cigars and push-ups and pull-ups. That's the key. There we but, go. You know, just, just saying. Anyway, oh, well, back to Reagan. So, by the way, I, I don't know if you know. I, I actually voted for Reagan when I turned eighteen. I turned eighteen in October of of eighty. And so I was I voted for Reagan that next month. I was very proud of that fact that I actually figured it out. I figured out, Buck, by the way, a little uh, pro tip. When you have a president going to his teenage daughter for nuclear weapons advice, that's probably not the guy you want to elect to office. Just saying, you know. And so when Jimmy Carter said he'd gone to Amy, well, I went to I went to Amy for advice on uh, what to do about the Russians nuclear weapons. I didn't figure that was a good move because I was a teenager. It's like I, I would not be asking me about nuclear weapons. Just saying. So it was. Probably a good move, I think. So, I mean, me going to Reagan, voting for Reagan, not Carter going to Amy. Yeah, so, my first vote was George W. Bush. So, I, you know, take that as you will. <laughs> I feel your pain. Anyway, so back to our topic. So, the issue regarding the truth is something that needs to be examined. So, I actually watched a film a while back, and I reference this on the show often 1957, an army film called How to Recognize Propaganda. Uh, and this is the tagline, the best defense against enemy propaganda is the truth, which is true. It's a true statement. Uh, and so in this film, they talk about and conclude after you watch it, it's about a 20 minute film. It's, you know, it's like it's one of those typical tra- military training films. Army, Army did it. And so this is a statement I find to be actually accurate. Uh, quote, a, for a communist, a thing is true only if it advances the communist cause. Unquote. 100 percent. That's so a, that's a, what we're faced actually, with. We're faced with a communist movement on the left, which is out to destroy the very fabric and common sense, and 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 I would say normalcy. Because you you guys talk about normalcy on your on your radio show. I talked you, you could talk about the other day about how they're out to destroy normal, the left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, when you when you look at um, totalitarian movements, for example, uh, totalitarian movements are always uh, built on a foundation of lies because the very premise that the state can do all the things, should know all the things, and should be involved in all the things that a, to- a truly totalitarian society is premised upon is always is always a falsehood. Like, it's this is always insane. It's effectively the merger of a deity with a government apparatus. Right. Which, you know, and, and that's why the ultimate manifestation of this is North Korea, where you've really tried to play this model out all the way. He's a god. It's the government. It's everything. Yeah. Well, this is the only way this is possible is a foundation of a mountain of lies. And this is why you see in all communist movements, it, it's it's constantly about lies, which is why the most famous line, the most important line of Russian dissident um, Solzhenitsyn is live not by lies. Don't be a part of it. Don't go along with it. Stand up for what you know to be true, even in minor things, even in your day to day, because what allows them to get away with things and we saw this during COVID in this country. We've seen this, this start to become a reality more and more for us is when people go, I know it's a lie, but I'll do it. I know that's a he, but I'll say it's a she. I know that this, you know, is up, but I'll say it's down. And, and that is the, that's the beginning of, of, of the worst kinds of tyranny. And that's why when you understand, again, that truth is, is, is entirely situational. You know, we don't hear about moral relativism on the right no. so much anymore. I feel like that's kind of, you know fallen away but it's a similar concept which is just everything moves based upon the needs of the of the moment which as you know is 
how let's how Stalin it's how Lenin operated, it's how Stalin right. operated, it's how Mao operated. I mean, you go down the list with all these guys. It's we have these core principles, and then there's a moment of challenge, and they go, "That's not a principle. Just kill that guy. You know, just get rid of the get rid of that group, uh, toss them off their land, whatever it may be, because ultimately it's just about power." And, and Jake Sullivan illustrated that as at the time we're we're talking. Uh, Jake Sullivan had actually gone to a press conference where he was rightfully asked the question, is the United States working with Ukraine to suppress certain uh, people's voices who are speaking out against U.S. policy? And, of course, Jake Sullivan said, oh, we're, we never work to suppress anything regarding free speech. Like it was a I'll say this. Jake was very smooth in the lie, but it was a lie. There's no doubt in my military mind that that Jake Sullivan lied, Buck, and that that they are engaged every step of the way trying to do the old Soviet two-step of trying to suppress any speech they just disagree with at this point. Oh, absolutely. It's the level of speech suppression that we've seen under the Biden administration is more extreme and more severe than anything we've seen really since Woodrow Wilson, whose attitude was, you oppose my foreign policy, go to prison. Straight to jail. Straight yeah. to jail. If you've ever seen that uh, that sketch that the guy does. I was, you know, by the way, I mean, the guy who introduced segre- segregation, just I'm not slamming the left too much, but I am. Uh, he introduced segregation to the to many aspects of the American culture uh, as a president. Well, Woodrow Wilson, you're talking yeah. about? Oh, yeah. Woodrow Wilson was an absolute racist. Right. And the Democrats, whether he, Woodrow Wilson was a was a racist, uh, you look at, you know, what FDR thought about different groups. I know, these, people would, I know. these people would not, you know, be welcome in. The CNN so, green room these days, but we're supposed to forget about all that and just think that George Washington's the only bad guy from history. No, I know. So, but one last thing before we go, we're, we're running out of time. But uh, do you know who actually ended uh, segregation at the federal level? Who basically? Eisenhower. Made- <laughs> yes. Come on, buddy. Come- you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna roll you're gonna roll up the Buckster with this. Why you don't know we it? know? I mean, I'm, I'm, I appreciate the fact you knew that. It's just, why don't we talk more about that? Because they're always talking about the Civil Rights Act of 1964. It's like 64 was simply LBJ recognizing. Hey, the gig is up. We can't support segregation. We're going to pretend that we, we like black persons now and we're going to we're going to support them. Republicans, uh, did. Fought, Republicans fought the hard battles for equality yes. early yes. on. And it was the Democrat Dixiecrats. I know. Southern, uh, and, and, you know, who are the, and the segregationists were on the other side of this. It drives me nuts. And and then then all of a sudden, when the political winds shifted, the Democrat Party, they, they always talk about the, the party shift or whatever. No, they're the ones who just decided, oh, wait. We're going to find advantage in, in this now that the politics have changed. But when it was about principle, um, Republicans were the ones who were like, you know, all human beings are actually going to be equal here. That's how we're going right. to do it. And we've lost. And so this is what I mean, I appreciate the way that we've talked, had this discussion, because ultimately that's the point that we both agree on. The left is completely out to destroy the very fabric of everything. Anything we talk about, anything good we did as conservatives is instantly either discredited or, oh, we did that. I meant to do that. So I think it's great that, you know, we're ending with Eisenhower and, and, and the, 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 the act of 57, because that is when, you know, I said, what do you say? this? like, I never serious talk about that. The, the Republicans not only freed the slaves, they end discrimination in 1957 by the hand of Eisenhower. And we don't talk about that. So, I mean, Buck, as always, my friend, it's always, I always love our conversations. Thank you for being here today on the hard truth. Uh, where can people find you other than the, your, your, I obviously listen to you and, and Clay Travis. Well, thank you. You've got your, your own thing. So what, what else? Yeah. We- well, uh, I'd love it for so many people to check out the, uh, on YouTube. I could use more YouTube folks for the Buck Sexton show, which is just me talking to people like Tony recently. Tony was on, right. um, but if you're talking about the radio, we're on 500 stations. So everywhere across the country, just find the Clay and Buck show on radio, check us out or on podcast. And, uh, 
Tony, always a pleasure, man. Thanks for hanging. Thank you. Thanks, Buck. And and, uh, y'all stay tuned. We'll be back for part two of The Hard Truth very soon. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix Rex nasal solution cleanse. That's cofixrx.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at cofixrx.com. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe, air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R.com. Trouble concentrating or recalling information is frustrating, embarrassing, and kills productivity. Nutrition company Healthy Cell created Focus and Recall to boost your brain power. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Focus and Recall is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed ingredients to help you immediately sharpen focus, concentrate longer, and strengthen recall. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code out loud. We are fighting the ultimate fight between good and evil. AmericaOutloud.com replaces groupthink with innovative think. Well, it was Walt Whitman, the poet, who said, keep your face always toward the sunshine and shadows will fall behind you. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. This is uh, The Hard Truth Tony Schaefer, part two, powered by Six Hour, Never Settle. I had a choice of what I carried in combat. I always carried the best. The best is Six Hour. You should carry a Six Hour too, Never Settle. We're on the America Out Loud talk radio network and also on the America Out Loud podcast radio network. Check us out, Project Sentinel, projectsentinel.net and .com, the London Center for Policy Research, londoncenter.org, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Rumble, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we're back now with the team for part two, the uh, the unstoppable Chris Cordani. The, Sometimes. Uh, that's right. The, <laughs> the, con- the convivial uh, Tanya Miller from Hawaii. Convivial. And the the unperturbed Elizabeth Breckenkamp from my, Old Virginia. Old Virginia, unperturbed. That's, right. That's good. I was actually watching uh, 
Ted Turner get killed this morning when he was playing a colonel, Virginia colonel, on mm -hmm. uh, some of the excerpts from Gettysburg, which is a great movie, by the way. Another movie I highly recommend. Yeah. Oh, that is. Yes, I have seen yeah. that one. Any movie that Ted Turner gets shot in, it's a good movie. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know That's one of the historians movie. who was consulted with those movies, the Gettysburg That's right. movies, Pat Fauci, uh, Pat Fauci, uh, Pat Fauci, diff, different, um, uh, okay. no relation, by the way. <laughs> okay. That's very <laughs> important. He played Major General A.P. Hill in the movie, by the way. Yeah. Did you like know him. James Bond, James Lazarby played a role in it? I did not know, and I've met no, him, know. you know? Oh. Yeah, he played huh. one of the Southern generals. It's like, I had no idea, and I, I stood right next to him wearing a kilt, and I didn't even know that, so... <laughs> Ron he was wearing a kilt, or you were wearing a kilt. I was wearing the kilt because it was, was the it was the the spy museum's last day. The old the, the old spy museum, yeah. which I was a member of before certain people got upset because I was a conservative through you know suspended me. Uh, we the, the old location downtown in D.C. Uh, and George Lazenby was the the one James Bond that they could you know find who wanted to participate you know i guess you know, oh, it was awful. that's cool though that's yeah. super cool yeah, you also so, wore the kilt uh new year's one year and i, 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 I like kilts to me the the <laughs> the answer not serious the answer to unisex uniforms is kilts right we all yep. doesn't like a kilt sure. right well, you're required to i believe go commando traditionally <laughs> that, is, that is the requirement that, yeah. that no one is, will yes. ever know unless you're climbing a tree different story <laughs> That's right. Oh, or if you're, okay. if, if you're doing spin dancing, I guess you'd find out spin dancing. <laughs> yeah. uh, no cartwheels or somersaults either. That's right. Well, That's right. Really Things, we should do a anyway. show on what not to do in a kilt. That would be a good show. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it has its pluses and it's got its downsides. That's no right. So, all right. Never settle for kilts. I mean, <laughs> but settle for SIG. That's right. That's a good advertisement. There we go. You're we could do an advertisement for SIG wearing kilts. That's a good advertisement. <laughs> you could figure out where to get it. Won't be as vulnerable. Out. Right. If you're That's you're right. kind of vulnerable with the kill, but you, you wouldn't well, be if, if you had to see. If you're going commando, I guess you could stick something up, <laughs> else up there too. Just you know, just <laughs> yeah, true. Ways of, you know, so. more room. <laughs> I'll talk I'll talk to Tom about that. Hey Tom, have you There's considered some accessories? a special have you considered a special kilt holster for your Oh, I'm sure there's weapons? accessories. I know for That's the right. ladies oh. under the dresses and all that we have the uh, spanks or what have you with the uh, uh, <laughs> you can Yep. It would make sense oh. though. You could hide yeah. them in your bagpipes. That's where you put the ammo, though. That's right. Yeah. Anyway, we've got is that a full what they on call visual. Women, is that what they call women with big breasts and and uh, and? <laughs> I think this is your new superhero action figure, Tony in a kilt with the the ammo in the backpack. That's right. I would do that. We could do that. This it, visual wasn't for nothing. Figure. We we're doing something with it. I'm. Telling this you. sounds like one of the bad guys, the villains, if you will, on the uh, what was that, the Austin Powers trilogy. The guy oh, with the bagpipes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, now that you bring it up, Chris, there's another great movie, Casino, the, the original Casino Royale, mm, where they have all these one. bagpipers shooting at uh, Peter oh. Peter Sellers, who plays James. There's like all these James Bonds. It's a it's oh. a it's a it's a comedy. It's very well, funny. It's where it Peter Sellers. You all remember, I'm sure oh. you've heard the song The Look of Love. That's where that song comes from, The Look of Love, Dusty Springfield. Oh. And it's Peter Sellers, uh, David Niven. Uh, who else oh, is in that, Chris? You're, you're a movie guy. Uh, uh, I, I, Orson Welles. I forgot most of them. Oh, that sounds like people, I do tell people my favorite, uh, my favorite James Bond's Peter Sellers. But I do like... Oh, uh, people don't believe he, he was. He was. Yeah, James Bond. Yeah. Peter Sellers played James Bond in that. Jamie Bond. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh-huh. You learn something new every day on this show. Spread yeah. the word. Put it yeah. out on social media. That's let right. Let us go viral. You don't well, know these things without listening to listening to. We uh, should uh, do Tony. that, Chris. We should do a thing on a spy movies sometime with the with the gang on your show. Not that, that I'm that, telling you what to do with your show. I think I like the no, I like the idea. You're, you're a genius because yeah, I'm for the listeners who weren't aware, <laughs> Tony had a spy moment. <laughs> Tony had his, his area, of the spy moment in the spy museum. My spy moment, that's <laughs> at right. The original, uh huh. The original. Yeah. Well, it's still and online. You can still catch out my. Yeah. You still so that catch was my. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. I have an idea. Okay. What we could do is I could start a movie. Um, I will I will meet you somewhere near the spy museum or in the spy museum, right? Mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. we'll have Tanya push uh, Tanya Tanya will will do the video. She'll look behind the camera. You just push me right in the middle of the spy museum. We can call the movie "The Spy Who Shoved Me." Ah, uh, there you go. Oh, <laughs> it would be very short. Bad jokes. It's very right short. It's like those. Uh, I can do that. I can. It's do that. like those uh, shorts on. It used to be on Saturday Night Live. Like fish heads, fish heads, eat them up, yum. Arms and barns. So if Tanya shoves you, I'll be the nurse and I'll come running in to help save you. How's that? Is that cool? I'll try to save you. That could be that could that could be terrific. Could be using, she could be a trinket or something like that. Too. That could be the yeah. sequel. The, the spy right. who stubbed the spy who snubbed me. So yes, <laughs> bring a tourniquet or a uh, or, or what's that? One of those those tracheotomy things. That's right. Yeah. Right, spy v spy, isn't that a cartoon? That's been it is, yeah, the black and white spies. That's the right. Mad yeah, the Magazine Mad Magazine. I used to love that. They I tried to too. make a movie out of that. Oh yeah, yeah, they should. That's oh, a great they idea. Did it. Oh, they I should. Thought they did. I thought they did. No, I don't think well, they maybe. did. I think they should. I think they should. So anyway, <laughs> well, well, back to Syria. We, we, we could geese all day about movies <laughs> and pop culture, which we we will. We'll have to have Doomcock back and do that sometime. But mm-hmm. uh, for let's get back to Buck's commentary regarding the left. So is is it? It, it clearly at this point, the facts matter not to the left. They could care less about what we say about constitution, about accountability. This today, uh, and I wanted to bring this up, and we're out of time with Buck, but let's talk about it. Chris Ray, uh, basically confronted by Matt Gates on the fact that, uh, gee, gee, uh, Mr. Uh, Director of the FBI, it seems to me that uh, Hunter Biden was shaking down the Chinese for money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, uh, I, I don't want to comment on that. Really? Uh, I mean, uh, it's like it's like Ugh. obvious, and your your sense of non curiosity is peculiar. Do y'all agree on? I mean, what do you think? They're trying to hide these things. The idea is they know they're caught. They can't find a way out of it. But it was always the old mantra of the polit- the politicians' mantra: deny, deny, deny. The people on your team will definitely believe you, not because they do, because they want to. Yeah. Politics mm-hmm. has become baseball or or mm-hmm. some kind of sport. You root for your team, no matter what happens. If you if your favorite home run hitter throws a baseball at some kid, beans him in the head, and laughs, mm-hmm. he's still on your team. You got to go with them. Yeah, like confirmation right. bias. People only yeah. believe what they want to believe, and, and when they find little. One little sound bite, regardless of who says it, it's like, mm. oh, yeah, yep, yep. So that just proves what I already believed. Like, no, that's you true. To, you have to listen to all of the evidence, all of the information. Then you also have to remember to put it in context. I know we were talking about that mm-hmm. before, putting things in context. It's like you have to dig a little bit deeper and do a little bit more investigative research really on your own which i mean i just always go back to when i was a journalist it's like sometimes you have to dig deeper you know instead of just looking at the 
I made that mistake like within the first year. I was at Fort Rucker, Alabama, and I remember interviewing several people, and I thought I had the subject matter expert. Turned out I didn't, and, and I didn't realize, and I felt so stupid. Went back to the editor. Yeah, I'm an E4 at the time, <laughs> and the editor's like, no, that was the wrong person. It's like, oh, my gosh, you have to dig deeper, you know? Yeah, if you want the, uh, you know, proper context matters to mm -hmm. the truth of a story, to the truth of not a story. You're not really trying to tell a story. And I think that's what we end up with. We end up with storytelling and narratives and very weak on the facts about a situation mm -hmm. with a, a point of view, a vantage point that has examined everything that's available at that time. So you can only do what you can do at the time of taping or air or what have you. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we're not all superhuman. The news is constantly cranking out. And so it is more difficult. However, there are particular facts that constantly have been glossed over for years and years on end. And we're just sticking with narratives when it makes no sense anymore. And well, that's, that's what people are calling out. That's the thing, Tanya, I want to bring up mm -hmm. to your point. So what exactly was Hunter Biden selling worth millions of dollars? Just, I mean, <laughs> just answer me that question. What was he selling? Access. Access. Bingo. <laughs> Influence. <laughs> Influence. Yeah, oh, influence. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that that is something that's obvious. Like, what what yeah. exactly were they paying him on? And they won't talk about it. Well, oh, he's just a nice guy. No, he's not a freaking nice guy. He's like you know, carouses no. with prostitutes. Wait, he's a great artist, though. I mean, he's a great people artist. Pay, people pay half a million for so, Hunter Biden's art. But but to, to, to Tanya's point, asking that simple and obvious question is forbidden. People go nuts. What what exactly was he selling? He was selling Joe Biden. Joe mm -hmm. Biden was the commodity. That's what he was selling. Right. And that's mm -hmm. why they're working and, so hard. And it, whether or not even, I don't know whether the question of whether daddy or 10% big guy uh, Biden was there as the text was going out. But isn't that neither here nor it's there? It's neither here nor there. It's neither here nor there. No. It's an implied, you understand who the big guy is. All these no, they, receipts are they, talking otherwise. They do and this. So they do this every time. They're muddying the water with the facts that right. are not helpful to their case. And Buck was talking about that a little bit, too. It's mm -hmm. like they always divert you. Well, you know, you all hate, uh, you don't want clean water and clean air, therefore carbon. It's like carbon, this has nothing to do with clean airs. It's a, it's a <laughs> yeah. same thing, Tanya, we were talking earlier today on, on able danger. The the fact that they were, they look, I got to give it to the government. They were masterful. Oh, we got to <laughs> find the picture of Muhammad Atta. What about the fact that we, we've acknowledged that we were tracking Al-Qaeda before 9-11? Oh, we don't want to talk about that. You need to prove that we had, Al we had uh, Muhammad Atta. What are you talking about? Wow. It was a complete diversion. Like, oh, we got to go look at this. Like, no, you're, you're looking, you're forgetting about the fact that you, we've acknowledged, you've acknowledged you had a black operations team looking at Al Qaeda who were ignored and told not to go after them. Right. Oh no, we got to find a picture. This is, this yeah, is what they do. Heck. And this, this drives me nuts. Ooh, it's right. always about, yeah, we're, we're, yeah, we're going to ignore the elephant in the room and get you to focus on one little thing. Well, was Hunter next, really next to, to Joe, were they really sitting in the same room? Who cares? Who cares? It's a playbook. Like you yeah. said, so the information has been known. We have a history of knowing things and having details to things, or people in certain agencies who have access to information. This is all right. known. We're not we're not stupid, but they're playing us like we're stupid. It's, well, we're not stupid. 
people and they're tend not, to fall for and it. they are. They're dangling something over here for their followers who watch the mainstream media who won't dare go anything against the narrative that they're told. They're been conditioned to be like sheep and just accept something. And right. you know, I don't want to. I don't like speaking about people like that, but I'm just saying that mentality, that behavior, like, and it's like that's clearly what's happening when you are against your neighbor for asking or colleague or coworker, friend or relative about the basics that we have every right to know and need exactly. to demand because we are losing our country. And exactly. so, uh, yeah, Chris, back to you on that. So the idea is to push a narrative and hope your base follows it. They'll scream about it on social media and shame everybody else for thinking otherwise. That's the way politics works mm -hmm. nowadays, especially from the left to the right, the right, we're too busy working. We're, we need people, technically, mm -hmm. who will fight fire with fire. Uh, you had uh, David Horowitz on one of the early The Hard Truths. And yeah. he was always an advocate of saying Republicans, uh, conservatives need people who'll, who scream and yell like, like the left does. Somebody who will be shifty like Adam Schiff. Somebody who can <laughs> fight Nancy Pelosi at, at, at the bar like everybody else. Wow, but yeah. we don't in general. We have a few now. But we didn't for a long time. Will the Jim Jordans of the world and Matt Gates of the world keep all this kind of thing up? Mm -hmm. We we kind of enjoy watching Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, do what she does. But the fact is, we need somebody with uh, we, we need a, a larger team of people who can do so, those those things as well. We can't just allow four or five. Or we just can't have four or five or six people speak up and the rest going. Well, I don't know. I don't want to be called right. racist or anything. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. That's I mean, I think there's a we uh, we had under Reagan a, a guy who was just just uh, sharp as a razor uh, during his wit. You know, before he had the Alzheimer's, he was always able to come back with some laser focused commentary. And we had we need to have a combination of of, of Reagan and uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, someone who can do both, someone mm -hmm. who could be hmm. as witty as Reagan and as as cutting as as Greene, but be able to mix it up and do both. And mm -hmm. that's what we, we don't have right now. I mean, Trump is good, but Trump is just kind of like all cannonball all the time. It's like, the, you know, yep. he never yeah. saw a target that he didn't want, wasn't ready to take down. That's fine. I mean, I'm not <laughs> criticizing him for, for, for the fact that he is who he is. Trump is Trump, as we all know, but we need someone, you know, and I, and I like DeSantis, but San, DeSantis doesn't have that edge that, that <laughs> Reagan had or that Trump has just to knock things down. He's, he's getting better, I think, but he's not there yet. There may and, be somebody, Tony. There may be somebody. I don't know what chance he has to win this sort of thing, but as a gentleman who has some money, has good personality, has uh, can cut the left's arguments not only uh, easily and quickly, but humorously at times, plus he can appeal to younger people. Is it Vivek? Is Vivek Renswami. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yes. true. I want to yeah. put his name out there, and he yeah. is running a third right now. He's he's uh, kind of rambling. I'm, I'm glad you brought him up. Point. No, I'm glad you brought him up. That's good. He's suing the um, World Economic Forum. I just Another watched a I'm recent right. interview with him because because they keep a, so for anybody who who keep looks Vivek Ramaswamy up, mm -hmm. and you are confused about his association with the World Economic Forum. He has done a recent interview uh, sharing why it's so confusing because they keep associating him even though he has turned it down. Yeah. Just like they did with Tulsi Gabbard, right? right? But, you know, unfortunately, the mistake was, oh, she was kind and like had her team like right on Twitter. Thanks uh, for that or whatever. But anyway, she didn't apply. She was never part of any program, whatever, whatever. Well, they do this association. And he's saying, you can damage me. And it is true because people bring that up against Tulsi all the time. And she has no association with them. 
He's suing them because they keep trying to associate with him, even good. though good for him. Good, good for him. Good for him. Mm -hmm. And that's it's long good overdue that people push back because otherwise, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, they accept that. What we should do though is uh, head over to Tony's Takes, oh, which is powered by Sig Sauer. Never settle. Never settle. I don't. I don't settle. I do believe people are settling when they think Megan Rapino was one of the great female athletes of all time. Okay, she's a great soccer player, but she's no Mia Hamm. I'll give you that. Mia yeah. Hamm's awesome. She retires. The chronically annoying Megan Rapino retired, but with a parting comment supporting biological men playing women's sports, it, it is welcome to her. Now, a real champion and non-self-promoter, because that's what Rapino was, a whole a big-time self-promoter, mm. a non-self-promoter like Martina Navratilova, says... This is a threat to women's sports. I know your take on the surface, Tony, but what's your take on how far this has gone? Where the answer is obvious to the, to the likes of even Chumley and Ed Norton. Well, I like it that, that, that Maria Martelova's uh, response was yikes on Twitter. Yeah. like, yikes, yikes is great. <laughs> and man, that really pissed off all the lines. It's like, it's like, geez. <laughs> oh, wow. And, oh, it's great. It's a, there's a big controversy as we're doing oh, the show wow. about that. And, and, right, and, and so this is the thing. Uh, I uh, love women. You all know that. And and I think <laughs> I do. I mean, come on. It's, I'm not Thank saying that you, you all don't know. Uh, uh, no offense, Chris. Uh, yeah. saying, uh, no Nobody offense. likes me anyway. No offense. Anyway, oh, my, my point life. being is that that when you when if you really care about uh, someone, you know, it's like you promote them and you protect them. And I'm, I'm not I don't believe I'm a chauvinist here. I'm just saying, uh, you know, I, I do believe in equality. I, I do believe that we need to treat each other with respect and promote women uh, doing things in women's sports. Uh, women have strengths and weaknesses. We all know this. This is I'm not saying something that's not known. And I'm sorry, men can't menstruate, men can't breastfeed. And the more that they put out that nonsense and this fiction, the more damage it does to women. And, you know, the left talks about wanting to protect minorities and, 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 and uh groups who have been threatened, it's like they're the biggest threat to women at this point in time by this nonsense. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just a shameful, uh, you know, you all know, Chris, you know, uh, we we are all have our, our rock and roll friends, Sheree Karee and uh, mm -hmm. Jen uh, Mathias and the Bell Stars, uh, Susan Olson. These are all people who are not traditionally conservatives who are, are fed up with the nonsense from the left regarding this, because it's not about who you sleep with. It's about who you can manipulate into to basically destroying the cultural norms we've we've come to, to, to accept. And one of those points of acceptance is protecting women. Uh, yep. Rapone. I mean, I don't I don't know who got to her, but it's like uh, I don't understand how. And by the way, she could not compete against a male. She could not. No well, matter what she 15 year old That's boys fair. beat them. Uh, the, the, the men's semi pro teams beat the women's team. And the 15-year-old boys team, and I, I guess it was Texas, beat them. Um, yeah, there you go. The problem, the problem I have with her is not it, it's not the uh, it's not speaking out. It's I'm, I'm all for people speaking out. It's the fact that it's it's her entitled mentality, and the fact that she just feels like she has to uh, <laughs> act like an authority on almost everything just because right. she said mm -hmm. something horrible about America a long time ago. People thought she was annoying and let her go, but the media just keeps giving her this attention. What is it? The pink hair? Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. she, she's, it's pretty, she's pretty. You know, cool. it's bad. You know, it's bad when a man from the Netherlands wins the Miss Universe yeah. pageant. Holy cow. Have you seen a picture of the guy? Yeah. I don't care I how have. much surgery you do. 
He's got some jacked up teeth. He right. is not attractive at all. And did you see the runner up? She's absolutely breathlessly gorgeous. But that's the point. Beautiful. Elizabeth, that's the Very point. Female. Very that's the female. point. They did it. That's oh. purposely done. They picked yeah. someone who looks like a man and then wanted mm. to degrade the woman. They did that purposely. Purpose. Right. Yes. If you haven't seen this woman yet or whatever, I, the, I don't know what the pronouns are. I guess it. Okay. If you haven't seen it yet, think of me. With a mop on my head. <laughs> okay? Right. That's what you have. Right. I could win the Miss Norway yeah. pageant looking like this. So but me... if you look at the... I'm sorry, Tony. No, go ahead. Pete, go ahead. The, 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 if you look at the whole... For this issue about a man taking the place, an award, a competition, blah, blah, of a woman, right? Mm -hmm. And you look at how they have already, this is all systematic and it's super obvious. It's getting more obvious to those mm -hmm. who've been asleep that not only are they taking down the alpha male, they're taking down the alpha male. They're making boys, men, everyone just feel whatever, all these confusions, you know, you're, you're a, a terrorist, you're this, that, and the other, all these bad things, you're toxic masculinity, you know, these are all bad things. This is what they're taught. And then at the same time, now they're slowly pushing up the, the weaker of the men, maybe the more of effeminate course. or the whatever. Yeah. And now the they're confusing the heck out of them, starting young, starting mm -hmm. talking about transitioning, starting talking about sex, right. all these things, you're conditioning them. And then now, they're going in and they're putting their, their more frail, their more whatever type, and they're putting up against us. So we're having, we're taking down the alpha male and we're propping up these, these, I don't know, soy boys, whatever you want to call soy them. Soy boys, that's and a good they're, <laughs> And there's, there's a trans and they're literally taking our position. And it's like, this is, it's worse so, than disgusting and, and humiliating. And that's why they want to get into elementary school so bad. Right. They want to get into kindergarten. And right. They're confusing our, our right. kids right. and they the chemicals the are causing harm. Right. So, Tanya, I have a question for you. In a contest like that, when it comes to the, the dangling bits judgment contest, is it male or women who have to judge that in those females? Oh, I don't know the dangling. I don't know what you're mm -hmm. talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, yes, not going to pretend to know. <laughs> but it, it's super insulting oh. that they even, first of all, I don't care about pageants. But this is supposed to be more than looks. It's supposed to be the accomplishments of a woman plus the of looks. Of course. It's kind of it's pretty annoying in general. But the fact that you're taking the accomplishment award and 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 all these things that they have to compete against and they show their talent for or whatever the, the heck it is, and they gave it to a man who's pretending and everybody who's mm -hmm. they're lying. You're lying, you're agreeing to mm -hmm. a lie mm -hmm. because you don't want to be sued, you don't want to be canceled. And you don't yeah. want to be hated and you don't want to be confronted by people it, outside. And it's like, hey, that's yeah. fine if you want to live like that. I am not anti you live in the way you want to live. But we're just talking facts here. And this is a competition. You're not a woman. You shouldn't be competing. Here, here. Agreed. This leads I me agree. to a, uh, I guess, a lightning round Tony's take right here. Oh. So let's go for it. Why is Hollywood intent on destroying major franchises and iconic characters in the name of social justice? When such films consistently flop, I want to take a subset of that because Tanya mentioned this. They're destroying a lot of these alpha male type characters. Look what happened Indiana to uh, look what happened to um, Indy Jones. Indy Jones. There you Indy, go. Yes, and yeah. Luke Skywalker, by the way, they went they they uh, they took a lot of manliness away from him as well. Hmm. So um, they have made the policy that all men who actually had testosterone must examined uh, be examined from the perspective of broken. 
uh, and weak. Uh, Luke Skywalker, the whole um, the rise of Skywalker, it was just meant to to reduce that. And remember, the, the, uh, turns out that um, the heroine, uh, the Mary Sue, was actually a Palpatine. She was actually related to the Emperor, which really basically shows that uh, huh. good did not win. That was metaphorically uh, wow. there for a reason. And then same with Indy Jones. I have not seen uh, the, the dial of dysentery. I mean, destiny. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am not. I am not going to see it because of, you know, and my friend Doomcock, you know, we've talked about, you know, we had Doomcock on here. He was right. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, flea bag. I don't I don't need to have a woman who's a feminist, Mary Sue, who basically mm. represents, if you watch it from just the review, she's like, she represents colonial England, the worst of what England was regarding arrogance and and uh, uh, keeping people oh. down. Uh, so I just don't need to see it. And I don't, and I, Chris, I don't get it. I don't think people want to see it. And I think uh, Disney and uh, the MC, MCU, as uh, as uh, Gary Gary says on uh, Neurotic, it's it's all meant to, to back up what Tanya said about trying to destroy culture and convince right. people to, to accept the law. So. Exactly. So anyway, well, that's it for today. We got to go. Thank you for joining us again here on the Hard Truth. Uh, Chris, Tanya, Elizabeth, we'll, uh, we're all here, to, and we hope you enjoyed our, pro our program. And we'll see you again next week. Bye.